eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're you're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. The top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Another rough one, a walk-off. It felt like last year when it was walk-offs and overtime games that Cincinnati was on the other side of it. They found ways to win, but now they're finding ways to lose. They lose another one. They fall to the Cowboys 20-17. to And you can find – I saw a little bit of glimmer of hope. There, there were optimism with Hayden Hurst, a little bit of the offense at times, but nothing really to majorly point out defensively. Felt like second half, they kind of settled down a little bit in the second quarter. What did you see from the defense out there today? Yeah, the scripted plays for the Cowboys seem to work really well. That That's not great, but they were just gashing this defense the entire way down the field. And I thought, at least early on, they won the line of scrimmage. And I think that the Bengals were able to overcome that and then you know win their own battles at the line of scrimmage through the middle of the game. But early on, it felt like they were just moving a lot of those players. Um, and then, you know, the defense, they pick it up. They force a turnover. They hold the Cowboys, I think, what? I think it was zero points over the middle of the game. And, uh, you know, overall just look good. Almost get a few other turnovers, just one out of reach for Hilton. The other one probably also just out of reach, although maybe could have made a crazy catch. So, those would have been nice. <laughs> almost did get Mike Hilton with the first pick of the season. Almost got the first pick was a pick six of the season. Um, but, you know, you did get Von Bell punch, peanut punching the ball out and DJ Reader recovering. I think there are high points of the defense, but situationally, just early in the game, they weren't able to overcome the scripted plays. And then last drive of the game, you you – you can't let Cooper rush, throw the ball, and step on your throat down the field. <laughs> That's just unacceptable for any defense, and we thought this defense could maybe be top eight or so. And even today, they probably will get something like that in a rating system, but that didn't feel like it at the end. At the end, it felt like, ah, oh, but that's just – it felt disappointing. 
Yeah, and the thing is, we can talk about almost interceptions all day. If you're not turning the ball over, it doesn't count the same. Obviously, they get one turnover, but, you know, you didn't see that in the first game. You saw it a little bit in this game. And, yeah, if it's almost there, you got to make a play. you got to make it happen. So, offensively, you got to score touchdowns. Defensively, it was – if you were to grade the defensive performance, not doing PFF numbers or anything like that, but just overall quick glance before you go back and watch the tape, where would you put it after week two? My first impression is, like – uh, for both weeks, we'll do we'll do just second week alone. Just week two, probably like a B minus. Like I thought it was good enough to win the game, but it was kind of it wasn't like an A or even a B plus. You could argue C plus. I don't think it was C or below. I think it was an above average performance, but it wasn't like what the Bucks did to this Cowboys team last week. It was fine. It was like yeah, they did enough to win the game, and the offense repeatedly stalled out. Another good thing, Evan McPherson is still Evan Money McPherson. He still gets it done. Yeah, even with the new long snapper. when it, At least it is a long snapper who is a professional in his craft. He is Evan McPherson. When it is an emergency guy, not so much, but that's not on him. Why didn't they kick? The, I'm not trying to go back to play calling, but we're just going to be going to play calling all week and everything that went wrong and second guessing a lot of stuff because we keep doing that. Honestly, we've been second guessing a lot of things since the Super Bowl, the Savage JP Ryan situation that happened in late in the late in the Super Bowl. But just overall, why did they in the second quarter? Why did they pump the ball and not let Evan kick it? I don't even know if it's let, let Evan kick. If you don't feel comfortable with Evan kicking, and they're in a dome, so they should. But if you don't feel comfortable with Evan kicking, I'd rather they go for it there. Just, you know, try to pick up that first down, get close enough that you will get a field goal or maybe even push for a touchdown. If you turn the ball over, you turn the ball over. But I don't care about pinning. Maybe I should respect the rush more, but I I don't care about pinning Cooper Rush back. I feel like you could give him a shorter field and be okay. But I also felt like this offense should have moved the ball better. They played very, very safe. I thought they were going to win as long as they didn't turn the ball over multiple times, just like last week, but they didn't. They The offense is just worse than I thought it would be both weeks, especially this week. And then, yeah, the decisions are just – it's a lot of um, playing not to lose stuff. You know, the, instead of trying to kick the field goal, get points, or go for it and get points and, you know, just add a lot to your uh, – your probability of winning this game, you punt the ball so that you could win field possession and hopefully do it next time, but do it this time. Don't punt the ball and hope for a three and out or, you know, just try to stop them from scoring score yourself. You're the better team. And that, like, overall, winning in the NFL is hard. We all know that. I think if you looked at the box score of a lot of NFL teams that were favorited in the offseason, they've been a little disappointing to start two weeks of football in. But just to lose the way that they've lost and to not play good football two weeks in a row, I wouldn't say it was great football from, from all sides of it for this team overall. That's what's really disappointing when you think of the outlook. And I think another thing is you see the the 1 p.m. games were crazy. They were so boring at first. And then no way. Ravens come, you know, Ravens come. They make it a game. They're winning by a couple scores. Dolphins come back, make it a game. Jets get the onside kick and score and beat the Browns. And just Steelers and Patriots, that, that was a brutal game to watch. Um, unfortunately, I'm sorry, I only got Pittsburgh and Steelers on in my area, and it was very hard to watch that football game. But it was just that's, that's the one I got too. 
<laughs> it was just it was tough. It was tough. Um, not to say the Cowboys and, and Bengals was was a just a thriller to watch either. But you look at the AFC North, this was supposed to be the game that they capitalized on. And honestly, as soon as the game started, I thought, yep, no, no way they lose this game. They're they're gonna come out, they're gonna put 30 plus on the board, and Joe Burrow's gonna have his comeback game. They're gonna rebound. Offensive line's still gonna learn. Maybe, you know, they give up a few sacks. And it sounds weird that we can even say, Oh, Joe can only get Joe can get sacked two to three times a game. That's totally fine. It's not five or seven like he normally gets. Like, that's absolutely scary to think about. And again, I'm not pinning that all on the offensive line because Joe did struggle. But when you look at the outlook, the overall after two weeks of football, I'm, I hate being optimistic, but they're still right in it. They're, they're sitting at 0-2. Everybody else in their division is, is 1-1. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I mean, if you were to look at the overall picture of the AFC, it's kind of a mess right now. Yeah, I mean, that's the positive, I guess, is that other teams are losing. But <laughs> I'm trying to find anything out of the, these last couple weeks of football. Yeah, I mean, like, it's nice other teams are losing. They're still within striking distance. I just wish I felt like this team looked like a playoff team instead of trying to come up with scenarios of like, oh, well, they're still in it because, you know, the, these teams lose, these teams lose. Like, no, nah, I want to I want to feel for a team that went to the Super Bowl last year, like – not they're still in it if these teams lose. I want to feel like, oh, they're in it because they're winning and they're one of the best teams in the league. That's But that's not it right now. We're all watching other teams and hoping they lose. And that's, that's not a great place to be. I, I feel similar. This is – I think this will change. But, like, in that Cowboys game, whenever I see uh, – I don't feel like I did in the mid 2010s where Dalton would throw deep balls and I would just go like, ah, that might be an interception. But I do see whenever I see Burrow wind up and launch one down the field, instead of thinking like, oh, we just got a big play. I'm like, oh, I hope he catches that. And that's just a little bit less confidence than I had last season. It's going down just a tiny bit in terms of um, my confidence and feelings whenever I see that ball wind up and the most exciting play in football, you know, when you th when the quarterback throws the ball and the camera starts panning out and you see, you know, it's going to somebody down the field and just like there's so much suspense, there's hype involved, you know, there's the unknown, what's going to happen. And instead of feeling like I know that's going to be a completed pass, I feel like uncertain about whether or not that's going to be – I don't think it will be a pick, but I feel uncertain about like, oh, I hope we catch that. I don't know how you feel about when – that ball gets wind up or if I'm overthinking this and just sharing something that nobody else feels. No, but I'm so glad you mentioned Andy Dalton. No offense, Andy Dalton. Sorry to, to bring this up. No slander, but, I'll, but I'll say this. I just always, I didn't know what would happen after he threw it up. And I would always be like, Oh no, that's going to be bad. And you're just kind of <laughs> holding on to your seat. Like maybe AJ green would, would pop up and catch it. Um, but, but with Joe, I agree with you. I mean, I don't, I still think he'll bounce back and he'll be fine, but the confidence just isn't there from Joe. It's not there when you watch Joe. 
And I don't know if his receivers feel that confidence from him. Not Nothing against the receivers. They're playing fine right now, and, and that's the good news. Um, but, but Joe, I just – the confidence of, of throwing the ball, making a play, throwing it downfield, it's just none of that is happening. And you brought up a good point when, when I talked about other teams losing in the AFC. You're not getting anywhere if you look like this. You're not going anywhere. No, you're you you're not. You're going to be picking in the first top five if you, if you look like this the rest of the way. Um, it doesn't get easier. And the thing about this team, though, is you bring up you know you can bring up Mike White from last year or how they struggle. I feel like my whole entire life they struggle against teams that are average or below. But then it's like Kansas City comes to town and they're hyped. They're ready to go. That Denver game, that was a huge difference maker for them in December last year. They went 15 to 10. It wasn't great, but defensively it was awesome. And they just find ways to win those games. They looked like world beaters against Lamar Jackson in that first game last year. And it, I just, I can't put my, I just don't know why, but they just struggle against teams that they should be beating. Yeah, I mean, there were... Yeah, I mean, you look back last year, you had the Jags game. They struggled in that one. They struggled in the Jets game, obviously struggled in the Bears game. They struggled against a lot of bad teams. They pounded the Steelers, who, but they were a playoff team last year. The Lions, I think, were the only game I could think back, and uh, they played well, won easily. Even that one at halftime was kind of close. Like it was mm-hmm. annoyingly close. They ended up with a, a multiple score victory, but remember that one being annoyingly close at halftime, just thinking like they should be blowing this team out. Um, yeah. Uh, you you want them to come out and just pounce on these teams like the chiefs did against the Cardinals and just dominate them. Instead you're getting close games and they're finding ways to lose these close games to me. This game felt like they were playing scared, like they didn't feel confident in the offensive line or the quarterback or the offense in general. It felt like they were trying to protect the offensive line a lot, ran some screens, got the pocket moving, things like that, ran some quick game. But overall, just, yeah, the confidence is, I guess, what you what you brought up, the confidence isn't there with – it feels like anybody besides Chase, really, and maybe Higgins, he did catch that touchdown. That was nice. That play was – the closest I felt to 2021 type Bengals stuff where Burrow escapes the pocket, gets out of pressures, rolling to his right, pointing, throws a dime in the end zone for a touchdown. That's nice. I want to see him, if he is going to try to extend these plays, I want him to break the pocket and extend plays that way. Sometimes he's just like playing bumper cars with his offensive line. That's not what I want to see where he just runs into somebody's back, runs into another guy, runs into a sack, runs into a defender. If you can't escape the pocket, then you need to reset, get your eyes upfield and try to to at least check it down or deliver a strike, whatever you can see. When you escape the pocket, I feel like you can extend these plays and create something like he did on that touchdown. But I don't know. You hope that they just pounce and destroy the Jets so that you have some confidence going into the game against the Dolphins. And then you win that game and you're feeling okay about this team again. But honestly, where are you on a panic meter right now? Because maybe I'm overreacting. At like a seven and a half of like they dropped two games they should have won. I know 0-2 teams struggle to make the playoffs. I don't know where you are. I'm I'm right there. I would say seven, 7.5. Because you can't look at anybody on the schedule anymore and say that they're that's a definite win. And that's terrifying because you could have said that the last two weeks. And 
they're so close to winning all those games and none of it matters at the end of the day you don't get extra credit for trying in those games or moral victories for oh, almost having the game or you should have won but you played really bad you lost two games you don't have a win now but i agree with you I think the outlook is you go on the road, you play the Jets. Everybody knows what happened last year against the Jets on the road. You take that, you see Joe Flacco, which this team normally has success against Joe Flacco, but none of these guys were even born the last time they were playing <laughs> Joe Flacco. So none of that matters except probably Kevin Huber. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be the only one. Um, and I, I mean, maybe, maybe it helps the Jets get that win off their back and uh, you, you go and I don't, and none of it matters. You got to get the win. You got to get a win and you have to build off that one. I sound like a coach, but nothing matters until you finally get that win because there's nothing that's going to give you more confidence offensively and just with this team overall. And right now it's pretty low. Yeah. And well, first off, they're on the road for that Jets game. So, you know, the confidence isn't there for me really either. I feel like they win but I'm no longer going to say wire to wire. They should beat this team, things like that. No, I'm just hoping for a win. So even if they beat the Jets and they beat them, let's say by like 14, do you have, are you still concerned? Because I feel like that would drop me from a seven and a half to a seven. Like I would still be like, I'm not panicked, but like this, this didn't matter that much. You know, getting your first win matters, obviously, but you have to beat the Dolphins and or the Ravens in the next two weeks or else it's done. I don't care how you win. You get that. You get the the walk <laughs> right. off by Evan McPherson and find a win. I don't care if they win with a last second touchdown pass at MetLife and find a way to win. None of that matters. You don't get style points anymore. You need to just find a way to win a game. And honestly, it sounds silly to say that doesn't even look like it's possible because it is. I mean, you you're in both of these games and you look sloppy. You don't look like a, you know, like you did in 2021, and you're still in these football games. So I wouldn't say it's like too outrageous to say they can bounce back and, and win against the Jets. I just don't think we can go in and be overly confident about where this team is week to week. And it's going to be, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. It's another road game for them. And yeah, I'm not, my, I'm, my meter is 7.5. We'll keep it at 7.5 right now. Yeah. At a solid 7.5 myself. Um, hopefully the people listening aren't at tens yet. I don't, oh, think it's, maybe. I don't think it's <laughs> I don't think it's disaster, doom and gloom, everything like that. They can still turn this season around. Like it's not great. This is bad, but it's not a disaster yet. It it can get there in one more week, and then I'll I'll probably be at like a nine. But you know, just win this week, and then you got a short week, and you face a team that has to come on the road to Cincinnati at home. That road victory. You know, I know it's not the best team. They're one and one. They're higher than the Bengals in the standing. You pull off that win and then turn it around. I don't know. <sighs> you you hope that they could just win this game and look like a dominant team. That's that's how I feel. I know you don't care about the style points. I almost do. I almost do. I, I want them to look like a good team. Uh, okay, the new the new segment on Sundays after the game or when we record after the post game is going to be optimistic Mike segment to make everybody feel better <laughs> until things are back on track. So I feel like those words of wisdom will really help a lot of fans right now because if I go on my Twitter page right now, it is doom and gloom. So it's it's bad. It's bad, and I won't go to the Facebook comments because that's even worse. But uh, 
but yeah, no, I, I still, yeah, I, it, I hate to be that person, but yeah, the season is, is far from over, but you gotta, you gotta look good. You gotta come out and you can't sleepwalk anything anymore. And nothing is guaranteed with this team or anything in the NFL right now, but uh, you will have plenty online at all bangles. What's going to be up there this week? You're like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there, there'll be something. There'll probably be a takeaways article well, by the time you're listening to this. I usually do that on Monday. And uh, no idea on the film. I just, yeah, like I said last week, I just kind of like watch. And then like last week I was watching. I was like, wow, DJ Reader was awesome this game. I don't think I can do that again. So it'll be you somebody can. else. I can. Yes. <laughs> just keep writing DJ Reader articles until the national media votes him as like a second team, at least all pro. <laughs> It's going to happen. I, I feel good about it. Every week, just DJ Reader plays everything that he does, and we're just so grateful he's on this team. Uh, but, yeah, no, plenty online. We'll be back on Tuesday with just more of a look ahead and the Bengals hopefully looking for that first win of the season, and it happens next weekend. To be determined, if we're talking about that this time next week. Thanks for listening, and uh, make sure you subscribe, and we'll catch you later this week on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.